welcome to the Homestead Connection. Kylie and Molly are here today with Alex and Brittany from My Mother's Harvest, and we're super excited to talk with them about the, themselves and their homesteads and their business and just get to know more about them. We have loved doing some of these podcast episodes where we're able to connect with other homesteaders, and now we're really excited to connect with this business within the homesteading community and learn more about Alex and learn more about Brittany. Thank you guys for being here and coming on. I'm just really excited to hear more about my mother's harvest and everything you guys have to share with us. Yeah, why don't you guys introduce yourselves so we can kind of get to know you a little bit more before we start talking about my mother's harvest. Alex, do you want to go first? Sure. So my name is Alex. I am over on Instagram as McCracken Mama. I am a mother of two. I have a five-year-old son, Jack, and a two-year-old daughter, Lily. I am married to Jason. He is my high school sweetheart. Um, got married after college and have been together ever since. We presently own 100 acres in Northeast Tennessee where we are building our homestead. So we're in the process of building our house. We raise meat chickens, we raise laying hens, we raise hair sheep, and we do raise meat goats. I do also work as a weekend speech language pathologist at a local community hospital of ours here in Northeast Tennessee. And then during the week, I am homeschooling my son who's starting kindergarten this year and working on my mother's harvest and also fostering relationships with my family. We're doing all kinds of things. So it is a very busy, but very, very happy lifestyle that we live. So that's me. So many irons in the fire. It's so awesome. Girl, I just want to see how many I can do before I can bust. <laughs> I don't, that's a lot. I don't want to find out. <laughs> Brittany, tell us about yourself. We'd love to hear about you and your family and your homestead and stuff. Okay. So my name is Brittany. Obviously, you can find me over on Instagram at Brittany Friends, F R E N T Z. I live in the state of New York. I do not identify with my state. That was something that I had heard on the community page run by Desiree at Mountain Dog Farm. One of the members over there had said that, and I'm like, yes, I am stealing that for the rest of my life. So we live in New York State. We live on 70 acres. I have been married to my husband, Job, who was was my high school sweetheart. We have been married nine years this August. We have three children. Our oldest is Liam, who's six, then Nora, who's four, and Evelyn, who is two. We are um, new to homesteading. We were one of the families that kind of converted over or started converting over with the pandemic. And we have slowly but surely added goats and meat birds and laying hens and a livestock guard dog all within the last 24 months. And we also are new to homeschooling. Um, but these are all things that we're really passionate about. And we feel like we are called to do them by the Lord. And so we are just trying to glorify him through our everyday life and uh, learn as we go. So that's so beautiful. I love that so much. I have a lot of family who live in New York state. Um, and they have so many thoughts about politics and being lumped into certain ideologies because of the state they live in, you know, so I can really see where you're coming from with so much of that. Oh man. How did you guys meet? Like, what's your story? Cause Alex, you're in Tennessee, Brittany, you're in New York. Like, I just want to hear like how you guys met and, and how, yeah, just how you guys connected. Okay, so Alex, you want me to take this one? Go for it. <laughs> okay. So I had reached out to Alex over on Instagram. Um, we were debating getting a livestock guardian dog, and I had seen that Alex had sheep and a massive 
farm of her own and she had great Pyrenees livestock bar dogs, which is what we were looking at. And so we kind of connected over her love for farming and our newness to farming. And so we just realized like very instantly that we had a lot in common. Our kids are very similar ages. We are trying to live like similar lifestyles. And so that's kind of what immediately initially connected us. Um, and our friendship has just grown from there. So how long have you guys been friends then? Like a year-ish? Longer? I think technically we first got put in the same like environment over in Desiree's canning class. So we both took Desiree's canning class. Um, and so like that's when we like heard each other's names. And then she, Desiree, after the classes are over, she creates this like group chat. And so we were able to follow everybody in the chat. And she happened to be one of the people that I started following. And then I was like, OK, our lives mimic each other in a lot of ways. And our kids are very close to the same age. And she just has more than me of the kids category. She got a head start, but like we, our lives are very much so similar in a lot of ways, but yeah, it kind of started over at Desiree. That's so cool. Isn't it weird when you meet someone and God has like appointed that meeting and it's just like spark right away, like friends and you're just linked in a way that you just wouldn't normally be linked before. And I think that's so amazing. And how has the Lord like blessed your guys's friendship and like Desiree, you know, in her classes and the way you guys have met, I think that's the best. Just so cool. So tell us about my mother's harvest. It's you guys, it's this business you guys have created. There's a lot of different like facets to my mother's harvest. And I've kind of slowly been learning about them um, as I've like gotten to know you guys online and like been on your website and I've purchased one of your shirts, which by the way is like one of my favorite shirts. It's like the nicest t-shirt ever, but I'm just, I would love to hear about my mother's harvest and how your friendship went from meeting in a canning class through a mutual friend on the internet to like now a full-fledged business. Okay, Brittany, you want me to do this one? Sure, sure. <laughs> so my mother's harvest is kind of something that both of us, at least I'm just going to speak for both of us, that we have a tendency to do this a lot. We both wanted to do something more outside of what our personal Instagram pages were accomplishing. And one of the things that we decided to do was we wanted to get mothers involved. We felt like we were generally excluded as a group of mothers um, from a lot of things because our current situation, our beliefs didn't necessarily align with what other people our age were going through. So we started throwing around ideas of like fostering this community, focusing solely on motherhood. And then we basically sat down and listed out things we were both passionate about and things that both brought us a lot of joy. And it ended up being things that were based in the Bible, Christianity, starting there, do so biblical motherhood. And then we also found that we both really wanted to do some more business creative sides of things. So that kind of brought in a different facet. Then we wanted to start including our kids in things because we felt like there wasn't enough kid friendly activities that involved kids and moms in that way. And then getting back to our roots of like starting at the bottom, working our way up. We're both, we're both in a homesteading situation presently. We both enjoy preserving food. We both love to cook from scratch. We both try to eat seasonally as much as we can. So it was a combination of like those four facets. And then we just shoved it all together and we created My Mother's Harvest. So the name derived from the fact that we wanted to focus solely on mothers. And we were like, harvests don't necessarily just mean like crops, for instance. A harvest could be that you're in the act of harvesting. You could be har You could be 
putting forth effort to make something a new goal at the end. So my mother's harvest is something that we wanted to pass on to future generations. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is what our parents gave to us. We're giving this to our kids and we hope our kids pass it on to their generation. Absolutely. So that's kind of the backstory behind it. But as far as like what it is, so my mother's harvest is a business first and foremost. It is, um, we do sell merchandise And then because that wasn't enough for us to bring us this like sense of fulfillment, we also started doing the kids' kitchens. There are typically a once to twice a month class, say that term very loosely, Um, but it is an online Zoom class where we all log in together. We send out the recipe the week before. It's always recipes made from scratch, typically using no processed foods or ingredients. It's all natural things. Um, Lots of substitutions if you need them. And then what we do is we get the kids involved in it. It is pure chaos. Typically, uh, kids are dumping sugar. They're licking salt. They're trying to like jump in the sink. They're doing all sorts of crazy stuff. That's just the things that I can think that my child has done during the class. We start with a prayer. We then start doing the recipe and we kind of walk people through. If there's any questions, we do that. But the kids are the ones that do the vast. We try to get the kids to do the vast majority of the cooking, the baking, whatever it is. They spend the time measuring things out. They dump it in, they mix it up. And then typically while it's cooking or cooling or whatever, kind of the longer length of time for the recipe, that's when we sit down and kind of have some fellowship amongst the moms and the kids. Some classes, it's more heavily based on the parents because the kids are like, I'm out of here. See and then they run off. And other ones, the kids love to communicate with each other. They ask questions like what their favorite dinosaur is or what their favorite color is. Mm-hmm. We had one where they talked about their favorite snack and Brittany's son, Liam, he is still loving that snack to this time. He always talks about it. We've had people that have shown up for every single class and they're just it's like a play date for the kids. Like they're seeing their friends again. Like they've seen these kids, you know, six, seven times now. And they're just so excited to see each other. Uh, so it's just, that's a big chunk of fellowship. That was something that we both felt we needed to do in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other side of it is we want to be like a safe place for encouragement for moms and get them confident in their abilities to mother in this particular way, because the mm-hmm. way that both Brittany and I mother, and I'm going to speak for you ladies too, is it doesn't necessarily align with social norms for motherhood. Absolutely. Um, The choices that we make may not be the choices that everybody agrees with. They may be very controversial at times. And in fact, they may be controversial in our own families at times, but we do what's best for our own family. And Brittany is amazing at this. She is the I don't know how to encompass it, but the the shirt that we did this past month or this month actually um, kind of focused on this uh, sermon that she did or this Bible study that she did with Desiree, where she talked about being a gatekeeper and the house is your battleground. So like you are the gatekeeper for your house, the the house itself is the battleground and you're the one that's in charge of that. Um, And so we just kind of try to instill that in our business. So everything that we're posting has some type of biblical root to it, some type of encouragement. Um, We want people to come to our page. And the first thing that they realize is that like, okay, these are God-centered women. Like these are Christ-centered women through and through. That's their primary focus. And if they don't like that, then they can choose not to follow us. But that is the low mother's harvest. The intention that you guys have, especially in your social media presence, is so apparent. Like where your hearts are, where your desires are, where your drive is, and the way you're like 
wanting, like how you're wanting to cultivate your online presence and your relationships and stuff is so apparent and evident on your social media. And I have not been a part of a kid's kitchen yet, but I can only imagine that it like carries right on through the kid's kitchen. And even in your merchandise and stuff, you can tell that it really is just the whole crux and foundation of your business and stuff. I think that for me personally, anyways, I think it is the kids kitchen is a huge part of the fulfillment that we feel with my mother's harvest. The merchandise is awesome because we try to do everything that is either biblically based and or farm to table, really connecting people in general back to their roots and back to the earth and creation and all that comes with that. And while we love our merchandise, we don't make it if we don't like, we don't produce it if we don't love it. Um, the bigger part of it for me personally is the fulfillment that comes with encouraging moms to connect with their kids in any capacity. Um, I think that that's a big part of why my mother's harvest works is because while we both feel biblically called to my mother's harvest and we really feel like the Lord has blessed it and had favor on our business. Um, it works also because Alex is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to regenerative agriculture specifically and just farming, even listening to her episode with you guys previously recorded. I learned so much from that. And Alex and I talk almost every single day. And I didn't realize that there were still things about Alex and farming and her family that was unaware of. Um, she's just such a wealth of never ending knowledge in the agricultural industry. Um, for me, my big passion is biblical motherhood, what that looks like to intentionally steward our children. I think that it is so common within today's culture that we just tolerate our kids. We just put up with our kids. We just get through this season of motherhood. These early years, and I can't speak for the teenage years, I don't think that there's ever going to be a season with in motherhood, even with adult children, where it's going to be just a piece of cake, a walk in the park. But that doesn't mean that we're not meant to rise to the occasion. That doesn't mean that we get to just be lackluster in our parenting. I am so passionate <laughs> about motherhood and treating that like the ministry that it really should be treated as. And so when you take Alex's fire and her passion for farm to table living and incorporating kids within farming and making that an actual everyday lifestyle where you embrace having children on a farm and you combine that with my passion for treating motherhood like a ministry, my mother's harvest and what we could do with that business and with that ministry and with that endeavor, like is just limitless in my opinion. Brittany, that was just straight truth. Like I had such chills that whole time you were talking from the time you said intentionally steward our children mind blowing. Like you gave me such chills. By intentionally mothering and stewarding our children and protecting our homes, being the gatekeeper of our home, like you've talked about before, Brittany, like that's pushing so far against social norms. And it's really advocating for biblical motherhood. And, um, that's one of the things that I have absolutely valued in seeing your guys' business and the way you've cultivated it. It's not just a business, like you're helping to propel an entire movement around strong biblical motherhood. And I think that that's probably one of the neatest and most important things that I've seen about you guys and how loudly you're living that, like both verbally, but then in that presence on social media. Thank you. I can speak for both of us whenever I say thank you for saying that, because truly that 
it makes all those days where we're both like, oh my gosh, we have so much going on. We're so frazzled. We have, I can't believe we forgot to do this, yada, yada, yada. Knowing that what we're trying to convey and the fact that it is coming across, that makes it all worth it. So much with like our social norms in society, like kids are a nuisance, kids are a bother. Rarely are people cooking from scratch or like making like homemade meals. And the last thing that a lot of families are thinking about if they are cooking meals from scratch is being intentionally including your children into that process. So that's one of the things you guys really focus on with the kids kitchen and stuff. Do you guys like, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the kids kitchen is something that we offer twice a month. And it's, it's literally just an opportunity for moms and kids to hang out in their kitchen with other moms and kids who are trying to create the same or similar lifestyle. We feel like if we don't pass on these skills, they're going to get lost. If you think generations back to the way that our grandparents were living and the way that they were spending their time and their days before all of the technology and all of the moms leaving the homes to work. And um, just it's changed so much. Like our day-to-day culture has changed so drastically, so quickly. And if you think about the skills that you're now trying to teach yourself that you never learned from your parents we just don't want to see that continuously repeating for generations to come. If we don't do it with our children, they're going to be no better off than what we have been in our generation. And, and who's to say that they're going to pick up that torch? Who's going to say that they're going to have that fire lit underneath them? Who's going to say that they feel called to then re-rally and learn those skills to then teach your kids? Because for every skill that you don't know, you have to acquire that skill. And that does take time. It's not a convenient thing that you can just, you know, flip a switch and now I know how to pressure can or flip a switch and now I know how to sow my own seeds. It's it's not that easy. It's not that simple. It's not that straightforward. You have to choose that. It's a choice every single day to choose to acquire these skills. It's a choice every single day to choose to include your children. It's a choice every single day to live out your day and the hours that you have and the time that the Lord has blessed you with to then be able to teach and train the future generations. It The Bible tells us that we are the ones that are supposed to tell them the way that they should go. And if we don't choose to do that on a day-to-day occasion, they're going to go astray and they're going to become those lost souls that, you know, we pray for now. And it sounds it sounds drastically different than what we're talking about with the kids' kitchen, but it's not. It's it's that choice to show up for your kids within your kitchen. It's choices like that all throughout the day, consistently choosing to include your kids. And it can be something as simple as an hour spent in the kitchen, you know, with the kids' kitchen. It's it's that simple. We have to consistently make those choices so that we can train them in the way that they should go, so that they don't lose these skill sets, so that they can take the skill sets that we have acquired and train them so that they can take those skill sets and continue to build upon them to just get us closer to what it once was. Yeah. And you're setting the expectation um, of what they're capable of. You know, a lot of, so many times we're really, society's quick to dismiss what our kids are or are not capable of, you know, oh, they can't do that. Oh, they, you know, they can't cook. They can't use a, a sharp knife. I need to do these things. They're too small. They don't know. But when you set the expectation and you set the precedence and you give them the tools and you give them the knowledge and you give them the ability, um, and set the expectation that no, they are capable. No, they can do these things. No, I'm here to help you. No, I'm here to help guide you and teach you and show you. I feel like 
what a strong relationship you're building with your kids. You're setting the expectation and the mindset within your kids that they are a doer and that they are capable and that, you know, there's not a limit to what they should or shouldn't be able to do with appropriate guidance and stuff. But it's just you're creating it like these things you're talking about, like whether it's in the kitchen or in the family or whatever, you're just you're creating these skills and we're creating the expectation, but you're also like helping develop these children's character and mindset as well even just like with these little things because they're so young and they're so impressionable and they're so malleable and i feel like so much of what our like what we think about ourselves was molded in us in our young childhood and so when you tell our kids that they're capable and they can do these things and that you're there for them and you're there to show them it's like what like what amazing building blocks to continue on and to use as a structure and a framework for like like you're saying Brittany literally everything else so being a young mom and a new mom my kids are both well my daughter is two two and not even two and a half years old and finding like-minded moms that I can jive with, that I can talk to and relate with and not have to worry about kind of censoring myself is huge. And so being able to find that kind of a community of moms that I can join in with, you know, on a kid's kitchen or just knowing that there's a community of us out there is huge. And it brings such value to me to know that that is out there. And I think that that is so super important. And so like with me and my daughter, we actually have jumped onto your kid's kitchen. We've been on one of them. We want to get on more, but sometimes nap time calls. Um, but it has been so much fun. So now if I go into the kitchen and I'm like, hey, McKinley, do you want to come help cook? She's like, cook with friends. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just sorry to disappoint you. It's just me and you cooking today. Like, because she just remembers going onto my kid's kitchen and cooking with her friends. And so it has been huge. It's, just, it's been a blessing for me as a young mom to get to talk with other moms in fellowship time. But for my daughter, too, at two years old, to now remember that if we're going to go cook, I might cook with my friends. So I just have to say thank you for one. Um, but just touch on that, you know, it has been a huge blessing for me and that it's an encouragement for other young moms or new moms to get out there to connect with you guys as well. I'm so happy to hear that. That is exactly what we want to grow. Honestly, that is it. Like we want our kids to come in the kitchen and know that like they're at home there. Like that's fine. You're, you're allowed to come in here. You're allowed to make a mess. You're allowed to come in here and help mom anytime she wants help. There's certain times you may not be able to from a safety standpoint, but if you want to be there, baby, we can come in. You just come right in. Yes, for sure. Brittany, have you ever considered making a ebook, an audiobook, some kind of a book with like your intentional motherhood advice? Just a motherhood doula. That's what she is. She's coaxing you along the journey. The motherhood doula. Now, I would, I would buy your book. I'm just saying. I, guys, she's really valuable to have in your corner. I, anytime I'm like arguing with my husband or like upset with my kids, I'm like, Brittany, this is how I'm feeling. And she is notorious. She'll say, okay, tell me three things you're grateful for. (laughs) And I'm like, oh crap, now I got to do this. And so you'll tell her three things you're grateful for. It's so good. Like all the stuff that you've said, I feel like if I had that as a pep talk in a book and that I could like have cards around my house like you could be like my birth doula like I'm not pregnant but like you could just do it all what a blessing you have in this friend Brittany is amazing what a blessing and you guys we finally get to meet in person and we have sent lots of video calls phone calls voice messages everything else other than meeting in person she is actually going on a family vacation and she loves me enough to segue her trip 
And so she's coming close enough to me that I'm going to go out and meet her <laughs> like an hour away. So we're going to meet up in less than three weeks so that we can officially, officially meet each other in real life. Are you as nervous about that? Like, I'm so excited. Uh, no, not really. At least not yet. Maybe I will be the day up. I'll probably get like butterflies. Like it's the first day of school. But don't you remember your mom told you to never meet someone on the internet? with your husband and kids in tow, because we're definitely bringing both of those. We're bringing the rest of our families. And my husband's like, we're meeting who and where and why you should have seen the looks my family gave me when I was like, Hey, I'm starting a business with a person in New York who I've actually never met. That was, there was no judgment, not a bit. Nope. My dad wasn't (laughs) upset at all. His little attorney brain was working a mile a minute there. Is your husband an attorney? No, my dad is. Oh, your dad. My dad is, but I made it. We, so Brittany and I actually made a contract and my dad was the one that was like, this is what you need to do. This is what you don't need to do. And then he was like, why are you going into business with someone you have never met? And I'm like, because she's fabulous. Yes. We are very excited. I can't speak for Brittany. But... Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited that you guys get to meet. Yeah, me too. So I want to back up just a little bit before we move on. And I want you guys to tell us a little bit about, you've talked about merch on your website, which your website is mymothersharvest.com. And I want you guys to tell us just a little bit about your merchandise, like what kind of merch you have, um, what people can expect if they go to their website. Do you guys have is stuff on your website permanent? Is it changing? Like, tell us a bit, little bit about what you have going on over there. Sure. So we have primarily something that you'll always see on our website is shirts. Um, those will obviously go with the season. So during the summer, we're going to have t-shirts during the winter months, we will have more long sleeve apparel that's coming, but we'll always have t-shirts because we find that that's one item that everybody needs or loves in some capacity. Now the designs that come on the t-shirts, those will rotate. There are some that are set stock, but there are some that like we may take down just based on the seasons. Um, and then we typically try to add one other item, Um, So as of the present time right now, at the time of the podcast recording, we have Bible studies up. Um, Those are just lined journals. But in the past, we've had a very eclectic um, variety of items. Uh, We have had uh, fermenting cookbook type recipe, right? Like where you could write your recipes down. We have had stickers. We have had lunch pails for kids, like canvas lunch totes. We have had hats. We have done, we've had dish towels. We have kids apparel as well. So we have like smaller, we have toddler size, kids size, adult sizes. So we have pretty much any of the apparel, but we can't financially keep all those items up. Um, So My Mother's Harvest is a print on demand, meaning that we create the designs. Those are all exclusive to us. And then we upload those designs to a print on demand. And that is a person who there prints it and ships it to the customer. But with that means that there are a lot of additional costs to do that, to complete that. Um, The benefit is we are both mothers. We're both busy. We can't keep the stock in our houses. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't, we don't have to keep this kind of stock going behind the scenes of like having, you know, a hundred plus shirts or a hundred plus hats or a hundred plus whatever. We can just selectively order, but we do have to be very selective of our suppliers. Um, We are very selective about who we use. So everything that we have, we only, Mm -hmm. there's only been one instance. Oh, that was one of the other things. There was one instance whenever we used um, a tote bag, we used a farmer's tote bag. And that was the only item that we sourced outside of the U.S. Everything else we sourced from distributors, print on demand providers within the U.S. because that's really important for us. 
Um, and we get so many samples sent to ourselves. Um, we try any product, whatever we do, we typically try two to three of that item to decide if it's something that we want to use. Um, we're very, very particular about them. So in that in that theory, that mindset, we don't release a lot of items all at once. But what we do release, we feel very, very strongly about. And all, like we like we both mentioned before, all of our items have some type of biblical undertones. Um, we like to quote Bible verses. One of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 29, 5. And that's kind of one of the premises of what started this business was that kind of Bible verse. Um, we've done the daily bread, Matthew verses. We've done a little bit of everything. But we always come back to shirts. That is our, we, we love them. It's something that goes with the seasons. We, this, I'm very much so looking forward to this next month. So we are launching some shirts and some other items in August and they're going to be really stinking good. They're going to be really, I have, I have the make food real again, t-shirt and I love it so much. The quality of it's amazing. And I know you guys have been really intentional about the way you've sourced your, um, like your blanks, like your shirts and stuff and just all of your items. But when you order a shirt from a company, it's just, you never know what you're going to get because sometimes they're surprisingly nice and other times they're surprisingly disappointing. And I never expected my shirt from you guys to be disappointing by any means, but I absolutely didn't expect it to be as nice quality as it was. It's such a good thick weight and it's a hundred percent cotton. And like I've washed and worn it so many times and it looks perfect. Every time I pull it out of the washing machine, I was like very pleasantly surprised with the quality of the shirts, especially in comparison to the price for what you guys are asking for them. Thank you. So, that means a lot. We tried, we went through at least, I believe four different types of shirts before we settled on the one. Well, not settled until we chose the shirt that we did, which is a comfort color shirt. And it's mm -hmm. by far, it's, it's our favorite shirt. We both love it. It's, it, like you said, it's a very, very nice heavy weight. Um, so if you wear it on the farm, you, it's fine. It's not going to be stretched out by the end of the day from tugging on it and pulling on it. It's really good for kids because it's, it's just, it's very flattering. I have not found a single person that that shirt has been on that it has not been flattering on their figure. So, and it is a unisex shirt because we both decided we did not want the fitted ladies shirts. We both were not wearing those. <laughs> no, we're both I moms. We do fitted. I love a good unisex shirt. Same. Same. All right. Um, so how is it for you guys balancing work and homesteads and family and just your daily lives? I would say that that's something that I am still figuring out. I have been a mom for six and a half years now, and we started homesteading, like I said, back in 2020. But in that time, we went from having 12 laying hens to having 25 laying hens to now we have almost 100 laying hens. We did meat birds for the first time just last summer. And this year, in addition to the 50 that we raised and harvested for ourselves, we also raised, harvested, and sold 102 meat birds locally. We sell our eggs in a holistic health food shop um, that's local to us, and we drop off about 12 dozen a week. Um, and so all of that to say, we have really grown our homestead and our family and we also are attempting homeschooling, which is something else that we feel really passionate about. Um, and 
So to take on so much in such a short period of time, I would be lying if I said that that came super easily or naturally or seamlessly or any of those things. We are definitely still figuring it out. I think what has worked best in our home is we have dubbed our silverware drawer my timeout for my phone. And so my kids will often ask me if I can, you know, take a picture of something or can I show them something? And I'll say, nope, mom's phone's in timeout right now. And I think that that has been a really key element to freeing up my time so that I am able to get to the garden. I'm able to um, get to homeschooling with the kids. I'm able to really spend time with them and good quality time with them. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom to just be in the same house as them. I want to be a stay-at-home mom so I can be with my kids and raise my kids and connect with my kids and be intentional. Like, I said. Um, but it's a struggle every day. I've got to make those choices. Like we talked about, I've got to make those choices to, um, include my kids and slow down. So me and my husband, we're both productive minded people. We feel really good at the end of the day when we've been really productive, but is being productive, glorifying to God. And so we have really pivoted just in these last six months, I'll say to be completely transparent and honest. We, had a big uh, conviction of heart within our home. Pro productivity is great, but it's not as great as glorifying the Lord. What glorifies the Lord is to really connect with him, build our relationship with him. Second to that is our marriage. We truly believe that it's God, our marriage, and then our kids, but we do believe that those are the top three priorities. So each and every day, each and every week, we really try and stick to that as best as possible. So like I was saying, I put my phone in timeout during the day and I really just spend time with my kids. Uh, we do an afternoon reset every single day for one hour, as Alex knows, um, from one to two. My youngest naps and my older two go into their room and they have a what we call a brain break and we just do reset. And it's really important to us to do that because that then gives me an opportunity in the middle of the day to connect with my friends because I do believe that we are called to be in community and in fellowship and my friendships are important and they are fulfilling and that would be the time where I may um, message some people back for my mother's harvest. I may be working on a t-shirt design or talking with Alex about some things that we need to tackle for that week or go over for that day. Um, that is when at the end of that reset is when we do our kids kitchen because my kids have reset. I have reset, you know, so we have parameters in place throughout our day that makes kind of balancing things a little bit easier, but sure. it's definitely a huge learning. Like we're still figuring that out each and every day. Well, and I feel like every season of life, I personally am constantly having to relearn what balance looks like because what worked for me when my children were small and my, my kiddos are eight and five. So it worked when my kiddos were smaller has changed so much over the course of being a mom for like the past eight years, but having the mentality of like family first, kids first, everything else second, and then finding ways to like rest and recuperate. Those are like the tenants and the pillars I feel like of motherhood for me, because regardless of how schedules shift or what comes or what goes, or, you know, what ends up growing and changing, it's like, you know, it just is always changing, you know, knowing kind of how to reset and everything is so like good and important and stuff. 
I was just thinking the other day too about the upcoming school year. That's something that like you're saying, we're going to have to reassess. We're going to have to reevaluate because now Evelyn, she used to nap at that time that I would do school because she was young enough that she was doing a morning nap and an afternoon nap, you know? So it's like you get these systems in place, but I think you have to remind yourself to be flexible. That's something that again is kind of counterintuitive for me that I have to really work at. I have to work at being flexible. It's a joke within our marriage right now. We went to something the other night. It was um, relatively local to us, but we didn't know anyone that was going to be there. I'm part of like this little garden group of mm-hmm. women who once a month we get together um, with friends in this area that I know like through church and stuff. And we, it was one of the women within that group invited us. Now, if this were me, you know, six months ago, before I had those convictions of heart, I would have been like, oh no, we don't, we're not doing that. That's a Friday night. We're going to spend time at home all together and not rock the boat. Instead, we said yes. And we went and our kids had such a good time. And Job and I kept laughing all night. We're like, look at how flexible you are. Look at how flexible I'm being (laughs) because you do, you have to like be flexible and you've got You've got to accept that like the systems that are working in this current season are probably not going to work in the next season. And that's okay. You just have to reevaluate and make modifications as they're necessary. So that's what I mean when I'm like, I'm still figuring it out every day, like this upcoming school year. I don't know what that's going to look like yet. And we're just going to have to do some trial and error. I'm probably going to talk to Alex a lot about how they're doing it because (laughs) their kids are similar ages to ours. And you know, it, not always this like seamless Instagram worthy um, scenario, you know, and sometimes it's a little bit messy and more complicated and complex than that. So we'll just figure it out. We'll just take it as it comes and we'll figure it out. Absolutely. How is it for you, Alex? You know, we were joking earlier about how you have so many irons in the fire and you're just going to go until it combusts. But how do you find managing everything and balance every balancing everything in your life? Yeah. So one of the biggest things for me, um, and this is something my husband and I spoke about before we ever had kids, is that I am one of those people, I'm very independent. I am similar to Brittany as and I'm not a very flexible person. Um, I have a tendency to make plans. And if my plans go awry, I get very uh, upset by that. And one thing that I've learned with having kids is plans are for the birds. Kids don't care about plans. They, they don't know about plans. They don't understand plans. So with my husband prior to marriage, he always knew that like, if I ask for help, I need it. If I'm asking for support, I need it at that point. So my number one thing is having a supportive partner. First Mm -hmm. and foremost, have a husband who supports you and what you're doing and make sure that you guys are on the same path um, and that you're on the same journey. Because if you are on two different journeys, you're never going to be able to do either one of those successfully. So for instance, uh, I work the three days a week. I work a Friday, Saturday, Sunday rotation. I work those same three days every week. My husband is the primary parent during those days. He is taking care of all the animals. He's taking care of the kids. He's making sure my daughter gets a nap. But without his family, that would be very difficult for him. So having those family bonds, that helps. And then whenever I come home, I'm kind of in charge at that point. He gets his little, he gets a reset, like Brittany likes to call hers for her kids. My husband gets a reset. He gets like an hour to himself where he just gets to tap out because he's had a lot thrown at him all day. And then Monday starts and Monday is homeschooling. We do homeschooling three days out of the four days that I'm off and we do that. And then what we do each night is we sit down together and we're like, hey, what is tomorrow? What all do we need to do? Okay, I'm going to take the kids here. You're going to take the kids there. And we kind of pre-plan it because, again, that works really well for my brain. Now, that is like just everyday life. Adding in things 
um, like I mentioned in my last podcast with you guys, is that I'm not doing any of them superiorly. I'm not, I'm not excelling in any of the things that I'm doing in life, but I'm doing well enough in all of them and that there's different levels of well for me. So one week I may be really heavily focusing on homeschooling and maybe my son's doing really good and we're talking about a topic he really enjoys and we're delving really deep into that. And because of that, maybe my husband's the one that he's going to the farm and he's checking on the animals and he's taking care of those. Um, But every single day we wake up and the first thing we do is we sit down and plan out the day and we realize that like we're not gonna be able to accomplish all of those things. So like, for instance, using the analogy, the irons in the fire, I may have like five irons in the fire, but three of them may be a lot closer to the flame than the other. The other ones are still in there. They're great. They're doing their thing. They're warm. They're keeping warm, but they're not the primary focus of that day. And the three days that I'm off, Brittany takes over my mother's harvest. She is the sole person on my mother's harvest on the weekends um, during, and then we pre-schedule a lot of our posts to help with our brains because we just have so much going on in our lives. We also have a tendency to flip flop weeks. So she'll take a week where she's really heavily in it and then I'll take the next week and I'm really heavily in it. And then we just, if we need help, we say, hey, this week is really bad. Hey, this day is really bad. I need help. So just being able to be aware of your own limitations and then asking for help when you need it. That is that and having a supportive partner, that's the only stinking way that I accomplish anything. Truly. No, I think that's huge. And I love the way you guys work in sync with one another and have really worked to like understand the seasons of life that you're in. Cause you're in the trenches together in motherhood. And then you're walking side by side as sisters in your faith. Mm-hmm. And then being able to balance this business with one another by, you know, picking up and where the other one maybe can't or understanding, you know, the give and take of being business partners is really, really awesome. Absolutely. And I love what you said about being in tune with your spouse and like knowing that you have that support from your spouse in these things before you move forward. And I love that just in general, like about you guys and your business and, you know, who you guys are as women, but then also just within the homesteading community too, this emphasis on, you know, working together with your spouse as a partner and, you know, being linked together in this life and in decisions and in, in, you know, working in team and in tune with one another. Um, it just makes it so much more successful because you can't do any of these things alone and not mm-hmm. successfully anyways. Absolutely. Alex and Brittany, where is the best place that we can connect with you guys online to further this connection? So you can find us at my mother's harvest on Instagram. Our website, like Kylie had mentioned earlier is www.mymothersharvest.com. Alex is on Instagram at McCracken underscore mama. And I am at Brittany friends, F R E N T Z. And we really, really love pouring into our personal pages and my mother's harvest on Instagram. We are pretty intentional with what we post and the time that we spend on there. So we would love to connect with you guys. Please send us messages. If you hear this podcast and you find us through this podcast, please let us know because we really truly are trying to slowly grow our community so that we can get to know each and every single person that is within it. And I'm going to have everything linked in the description of the podcast for people. So your guys' Instagram handles, the My Mother's Harvest Instagram handle, and your website. So it's easy for like everybody to find and access that information so they don't have to remember it. And then with us here at the Homestead Connection, we're really excited because we've done this podcast, of course, with My Mother's Harvest, which has been so fun, but we're really looking forward to continuing this connection and the relationship and this just this whole week. Um, we're going to be partnering with My Mother's Harvest 
by hosting a kid's kitchen. And I'm excited. I have not been a part of a kid's kitchen because it didn't work with my work schedule, but we're coming into a season where it's going to work so much better now. And I've already prepped my kids for it and they're very, very excited. So we're really looking forward to partnering with you guys with the kid's kitchen and like over here at the Homestead Connection. We are so excited to partner with you guys. It is going to be so much fun and I cannot wait for your kids to join because they're going to love it. I'm telling you. (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap things up. I hate I hate that we have to end it, but it's been the best just visiting with you guys and getting to know you guys even more. I love the relationship that I have personally built with you guys and the relationship that the Homestead Connection has been able to build with my mother's harvest. And thank you guys for being willing to come on and share with us about your lives and your families and your business. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, lady. Bye.